Israel has begun to withdraw forces from the city of Jenin in the West Bank after carrying out one of the biggest military operations there in years, delivering what they say are anti-terrorism measures inside the refugee camp. Thousands of people have left the camp since the operation began. Let's remind you of some of the history. Israeli forces captured and occupied the West Bank in 1967 from Jordan. The West Bank includes the cities that you can see here, including Jenin in the north, where thousands of Palestinians live in a refugee camp which was set up after the first Israeli-Palestinian conflict in 1948. In this latest violence, at least 11 Palestinians have been killed and more than 50 injured. And today, seven people were also injured in an attack in Tel Aviv by a Palestinian from the West Bank. Our international editor, Jeremy Bowen, is in Janine for us tonight. And Jeremy, a day of violence. Where do, do things stand tonight? Well, first of all, I can tell you what a difference a couple of hours makes. Because when I was standing up here, uh, just as it was getting dark, a full-on gun battle started in the street below between Israeli troops and local young men, some of whom had weapons. And all of that came uh, after such a hard time that everybody's been having here. And since then, the street has refilled with pedestrians, with uh, cars coming back in, even though it's now gone midnight here. And all that comes after a very difficult 48 hours. The Israeli military released these pictures. Their message? Israel's enemies can expect no mercy. Families caught in the crossfire managed to get out overnight. The impact on civilians is alarming UN agencies, what they call the loss of life and the scale and severity of injuries. This morning, the Israelis said they were working systematically to locate and destroy weapons. Palestinians had tried to make this part of Jenin a no-go area for Israelis. On the edges of the refugee camp, their fury and frustration overflowed. More families came out of the combat zone. The UN says Israeli strikes cut much of the camp's power and water. He said they'd been held by the army in a room. He said drones were shooting at them. We've just got out. We're all exhausted. Nothing to drink or eat this morning. What a mess. As for emergency services, the UN says destruction makes access hard. Tear gas was used repeatedly next to the hospital on the edge of the camp, another UN concern. But it seemed to be aimed at crowds of angry Palestinians who gathered near there. Some had homemade bombs, potentially deadly, close up. Here they are, crude devices. Israel's firepower is very different. Seriously ill patients were evacuated. Some ambulances, the UN said, 
were stopped from reaching other casualties by the army. The crowds were nervous, excitable. This conflict dominates their lives. There is every indication the Israeli army wants to keep all this confined to the camp because they're worried about escalation. And there's also every sign they want to declare victory and get out. But victories for the Israelis here are always temporary because these people, the Palestinians, feel that just their presence here is victory in itself. And violence, more violence, is guaranteed in the absence of a political process, in the absence of any hope for peace. At the same time, a Palestinian rammed his car into civilians in Tel Aviv on Israel's coast. He was shot dead by a passerby. A hardline government minister said their war was in Janine and Tel Aviv, and every Jew was a target, he said, for bloodthirsty murderers. Back in Janine, with drones still patrolling overhead, the Israelis were keeping up the pressure until the final order to withdraw. Young Palestinians, some with guns, confronted Israeli army units pushing into the town. It went on all evening. Janine, the Israelis insist, is no longer a terrorism factory. When the camp opens up again, the price paid by Palestinian civilians will be clearer. Jeremy, where do the events of the last 48 hours leave the conflict? Well, the conflict continues, and the great scheme of things probably doesn't make a great deal of difference. Without question, the armed groups who controlled that camp uh, have had a serious dent in their ambitions, a defeat. But in the biggest scheme of things here, when this sort of thing has happened in the past, what have they done? They've rearmed and they've gone back to where they were before. On the Israeli side, they're expressing a lot of satisfaction with the amount of weapons that they have taken and destroyed, explosives as well. They say that they have reduced, they've taken away a source of danger for their own citizens, uh, a nest of terrorists. But there's a political dimension in Israel as well, because there are hardliners there who are pushing very, very uh, persistently for a military operation in the West Bank against particularly the armed groups who are here. Uh, now, will they be satisfied by this? What happens if there is another incident? The fact is, this has been a very nasty episode, but it's just another one in this very long and difficult conflict.